0: I'm a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain fun. I guess. Wear a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like that's it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a here. No, Steve Fonti today. Dad duties have struck, so we've got Mario Sacco. He's uh, babysitting me today while Steve is babysitting <laughs> his, his, his Barbie daughter. dolls. Are in the other room
2: as we speak.
0: That's <laughs> right. Uh, Steve had to watch his kid, and now uh, Mario's got to watch Steve's other kid, me. So we'll uh, get through Syracuse football today. We got a big show lined up for you guys we got Dan from the Wildcat coming in. We'll resume our uh, football picks if you if we pick the game right, you get uh, a free pizza from Dan. We'll give you all the details uh, on that. uh we'll talk a little across. We got Stephen Bailey coming on to preview the Syracuse football season and uh it was going to be a joke there because Steve we, Stephen Bailey was going to give his prediction for Syracuse football on this show. And Steve said, no, don't do that. You're going to give it on Orange Nation television. It didn't work out too well And then karma struck, and technical issues prevented from happening. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad it happened. It's a good thing I had backup. So we'll get Stephen Bailey's prediction. Now, I had uh, discussed with Jordan, as he's about to give his prediction, I was going to hang up the phone on him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or just start making noises. (laughs) So
0: so nobody can hear it. We'll also hear... uh, We'll hear from Jordan. He's going to come in and uh, do his usual buy or sell with us. So it, it's a big show. We haven't gotten your take yet, Mario, on the Syracuse football season. Got well, one of the one of the bigger things at one thirty as well.
2: Paul Rabel joining us.
0: Yes, uh, under
2: the PLL.
0: Yes, lacrosse. That's an interview you'll be doing all by yourself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll handle it. As I know nothing. <laughs> Pretty big name in the lacrosse world. And- his documentary is pretty cool.
0: So we'll we'll get all that done, Murray. We haven't talked to you about the Syracuse football season, and there's a lot of talk that this is a must-win off the bat, and I've kind of fed into it myself a little bit, but I find that to be kind of nonsensical. But it's also true if you uh, if you take a look at Syracuse football in the past, but there are. It's not mathematically impossible to get to a bowl game if you lose this game, but boy, it looks a lot more difficult.
2: I look at it on two fronts. One, uh, if you lose this game, yeah, you're putting yourself kind of in a little hole to to get to that when you're looking at the the schedule, the daunting task that comes when you're playing four ranked teams in a matter of four games, and that's down the line, and and you want to jump out fast. but. You can lose this game, I think, but you can't lose players. Do you understand what right. I'm saying? You mm-hmm. can't be like a UConn, and I'm not comparing Syracuse football to UConn, but you can't lose your starting quarterback, a wide receiver, in your first game and you know expect things to go well from week two on. Um, if you lose this game and it's competitive and you get out of it healthy, then then yeah, I think you're showing signs and promise for the season in a team that's owned you in the past.
0: All right. you got to... I've been saying you got to win either the Purdue game or the Louisville game.
2: And we'll know more about what Purdue is this year tonight. They play Penn State. Catch know.
0: that game right here on ESPN Radio. A get a little, little preview of it. I knew it was on Fox TV. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll get that. But be competitive, beat UConn and then roll into the I mean, Purdue Syracuse game.
2: fans are sick of hearing, be competitive, be competitive, be competitive. Well, they haven't been it, competitive it, with it, Louisville. Louisville. exactly. And, and that's the point. You know, if you are, if it is a, a 31-27 type of football game, but SU hasn't been able to score against Louisville, uh, you know, back when they did play here, last time Louisville came to the Nome and, and Syracuse won, that, that, was, that was a little different. Uh, you know, you had Dungy, a quarterback, and, and things of that nature. So... What scares me is, yeah, you do have Sean Tucker, but you know you have new offensive systems, so to say, and and how um, will they adjust in game one right out of the bat? Is it going to take time, you know, or or you know, are these guys going to be able to you know pick it up on the fly and, and go from there?
0: If Syracuse can only get the the UConn, the Wagner, and the Virginia game out of the first five, that leaves you. Yeah, that leaves you. I mean, not any room for error.
2: No, especially when you're playing four ranked teams, you'd have c- to coming down the stretch. It
0: would. The way I explained it with Steve was, you have to win basically every game in November if you want to go go well, to a bowl game. And what have we
2: seen in November out of Dino Babers' teams? They've been they've been hurt and you know limped down the stretch, except for the one year that they went to a bowl game.
0: And two of those teams are ranked. Also, you're going to face in November. You're going to face a Pittsburgh team that. Uh, yeah, could and, be good in Wake Forest if they've got their quarterback. Could be, and really
2: good. you know, I, I I toss that out, yeah, Wake Forest. But then you know, Florida State's no slouch. They're not gonna be slouchy. You, you you know,
0: we say that ah, they'll be back. They haven't come back yet. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, I, I understand,
2: but they've still beaten us.
0: Yeah. Well, that's where I come in, with and the- I
2: think Boston College. I, to me, I think teams are sleeping on Boston College with Jakovic back in the wide receiving with, with Zay Flowers at, at wide receiver everyone says, oh, their offensive line, you know, we'll, we'll find out. But I think Boston College, to me, uh, you know, is a better team that, that people are, are laying into.
0: Well, well, we'll find out. I like to think that Syracuse can find six wins.
2: I said seven on Orange Nation. Whoa. So
0: Settle down over there. Yeah.
2: But, but maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit. But, I, I said seven, and they lose to Louisville on Saturday. So but you, where they're getting wins, I'm just throwing a dart at a dartboard right now, I guess.
0: It is imperative to, to beat either Louisville or Purdue. Because if you can go into the ACC schedule, and I'm sitting here saying that Virginia is going to be a win. If you go into the ACC needing two wins, you know, Yeah, to look the at their the a- a-
2: ACC record. At Dino's, I think, 15-35 and 35 in his six years here in the ACC. What's that relate to? About two to three wins a year?
0: Yeah, but if you get... Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so you do uh, the math
2: there. If he's averaging about... Less than three wins a year in the ACC, and and you need three wins come conference time. Uh, you know the the odds aren't in your favor.
0: Yeah, I mean I find it hard to pick to pick Syracuse in in that gauntlet of four ranked teams of NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Pittsburgh. But man, if you only need two, you only need two wins. You got to win two out of three at the end of the year, right?
2: They needed that. Wasn't it last year? Yeah. Then you know they had to do two out of four coming down the stretch. How
0: about we win? How about we win the whole preseason game here? Thing the whole Louisville the the early season. That's, but what do you make? Of, win of, in September of
2: if okay they lose this game and they get the doors blown off of them. You know what do you make of that then?
0: Man, that same, same
2: old. We're gonna be in for a long year. Or I'll tell you, you what. Chalk it up to this is game one and it's facing. Louisville,
0: I'll, I'll get. I'll be lean I'll be lenient with Louisville. But you better get your uh But why act, are we
2: being lenient with Louisville? Like what, just because a, they've dominated? It's like, the first game new yeah, offensive okay.
0: quarter. I'll give them I'll give them that, but you better have your act together against Yukon. If you slip up against Yukon, That is inexcusable. With with yeah,
2: especially how nicked up Yukon is. Everyone's like, "Oh, they gave Utah State a game and Utah State's going to win the Mountain West." It's Utah State. We're not talking about
0: Alabama, Georgia, it, and it better not be a recurring theme either. If you get smoked by Louisville, you better have the ship right real quick. What do you want to see then? A win. <laughs> but as a, Like, if I want to speak in my fan voice, I want to yeah. see a win. I do want to see the offense be better. Are we talking,
2: you know, this I offense wanted, needs to score 30 points to be better? Or what are we I wanted talking to,
0: about? I want it to be 30 points. I don't want to put a point... Because if they score 30 points I, I think want Syracuse wins the it to be game. balanced. I want the offense to be balanced. I don't want to be a to be a one-trick so, pony.
2: So Sean Tucker runs for 220 yards and Syracuse wins 14 to
0: Yeah, I don't want to see I want to see a win yet. Yeah. I, I anyway, don't think anyway happen, you can get it. Anyway out. you can get it. I want to see the offense balance. I want to see some I want to see more than 5 passes completed. I'd like to see triple digits in passing yardage. I, you know I'd like to see a receiver catch over sixty yards at passing in a game. You know, I want to see growth and... that we
2: didn't see at the end of last year. Yeah, you know, we we saw the strides, and I want to we I want to hear what you guys have to say as far as you know what you want to see out of this football team. Okay, so they don't get a win uh, in, in that first week. What what would make you guys happy? Not happy it wouldn't be the word because you know Syracuse lost a football game. You know. What would be moving Syracuse in the right direction come Saturday at, you know, eleven thirty at night? 315, 437,
0: 7644. Look, I don't care how they get there, get the six wins. I'm not going to panic after one loss, but man, get the six wins. And man, don't slip up against UConn. Those are those are the two That's the two goals I have for Syracuse football. I, right?
2: I want to see this defense that everyone is talking about, and in the return of the linebacking core, and I know how good Michael Jones is. He's a fantastic player. You got Garrett Williams and Deuce Chestnut on the corners. Stop Malik Cunningham. It's easier said than done. He's going to be a Heisman candidate, um, but stop him. They haven't been able to. And last year they got the doors blown off them of in the first two quarters. Uh, you know, couldn't stop. They made through bad air. turnovers. Couldn't well, they couldn't, the they couldn't stop the rushing game early. You know, they did what they wanted to. And, you know, that defense has to show that, yeah, they were a top 25 defense last year, but they weren't a top 25 defense against Louisville.
0: I don't know the magic that's going to make it work or what order it's going to happen in. I just, the two things that must be done this year, for if I'm speaking as a fan, is getting to a bowl game and do not embarrass yourself against teams like UConn and Wagner. I don't, Wagner, I don't worry about, but don't, don't slip up against you, Ken. Those, that's all I, I'm not asking much. What are they? The Seahawks? Yes. Yes. Good. Very good. Uh, The only reason I know that is because I had to write all the imaging for, (laughs) for the pregame shows. So, so, uh, yeah. Just, just be average. (laughs) It's it's crazy to say that, but that's all, like, I want, be 500. But when you look at the team, do you, is there
2: someone look you you have, you have Sean Tucker. Okay. And everyone knows what talent Sean Tucker is. You know, do you have enough pieces around him? Do you feel that they can get to six wins?
0: Yeah, I do. And I, I think that traders, the guy at quarterback, I've, I've said that since day one. I think he's the guy. I think he's capable of doing it. Uh, Let's get it done this year. You know, it's,
2: then what question marks do you have surrounding? You say traitor, and you ain't.
0: I have lots of questions. I'm just sick of asking them. Uh, as a fan, like I'm sick of asking these questions every year. I just want to see answers to the same. Is question. the question
2: more coaching, or is the question player wise?
0: Ultimately, it's always coaching. But let's see the team stay healthy. They Which they re- haven't. Which they- the
2: offensive line it has been in and out, in and out, let's, in and out.
0: Let's see the recruiting pay off. Yeah. Let's see the recruiting pay off in depth. Let's see. Let's see the receivers get better. That's coaching. Yeah. Let's yeah. see and, the quarterback and they in get in a guy better. And
2: Michael Johnson, that that uh, hopefully you know uh, the guy has a, uh, a pedigree.
0: Let's see the quarterback get better. That's coaching. But let's. I'm not. I'm not putting this on the coaches. I'm putting it on the like. Ultimately, the players go out and play. Let's see and and it's everybody's acting like it's a monumental task. They lost to the Florida State by 3. I've said this before. Flip 6 points in the Wake Forest game. You, you can game. do that 4 games the, yes. last year. Yes, yep. it's not a monumental task and I think the coaching staff and the the talent they have is very capable of doing that. And when they won
2: when they went 10 and 3, you know, it was the same thing. You flip 4 games the opposite direction and that teams a 5 and 7 football team. But they found ways to win those games. And that's what good teams do, find ways to win, especially at home. Syracuse has to, I mean, and their home schedule is a gauntlet this year. But you're at home. And Scott Satterfield, you know, first time playing here in the Dome and whatever, it's you can say what you want about the Carrier Dome. It's going to be loud come Saturday night. You know, a Saturday night game, SU's first game, probably, what, 40,000 people roughly in the Dome.
0: You. Um, you mentioned Scott Satterfield. Let's take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll hear his thoughts. He's Paulie. Yes, very good. Leading us in. We'll take our first time out. We'll come back. We'll hear our artist of the day who had their first, right. er, they had a number one hit on this day. So we'll, we'll hear who that is when we come back on ESPN Radio Syracuse, Utica Rome, and QSportstalk.com.
1: Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportstalk.com. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Orange Nation, our artist of the day, Hall and Oates. If you don't like Hall and Oates, you're you're not an American. No, you are not an American. They hit number one with this song uh, in 1981 on this day. Little side fact, uh, growing up as a kid. I
2: think this was the album name also. The, the radio station back home. Every Saturday, I had an oldies attic run from about 9 to noon. It's where I, you know, like my class. Hall Oats is oldies to you? You would go oldies attic. Yeah.
0: How old are you? Anything before 80s is oldies attic. They're in the 80s. Uh, but no, you're just making me feel old that you're listening not, to not, oldies. You know what I'm saying. And you're like like, com- not
2: bands like Poison or, you know, Skid Row. That's what I'm getting at.
0: Daryl Hall and John Oates had uh, six number one songs and 16 top 10 hits. So we'll hear all of the number ones and their number four song. So there you go. We'll break down Hall and Oates all day. And we'll also break down Louisville and uh, their head coach, Scott Setterfield, had his press conference yesterday, I believe and uh you mentioned him playing in the dome for the first time leading his team into the dome for the first time and uh, this is his thoughts on playing in the the newly named jma
1: wireless dome. <laughs> going into the dome this is our first time my first time going to the dome um that we've played syracuse three times here in a row uh you know and and, and at the end of the season so now it's completely different now it's the first game it's it's in their their place so uh, i know it's going to be loud and and you know just a nasty environment and uh you know, so, yeah, it's going to be a big challenge. We're looking forward to it and excited about Typical coach. Excited
2: to go to the Dome, man. It's going to be uh, loud
1: and, uh, and yeah, nasty.
2: Yeah.
0: Let's make it nasty. That, that hopefully he's right.
2: No, and I think it will. I mean, you, you can't get down 14 nothing in the first quarter and, you know, fans are going to start hitting the exits uh, with it being a late game at 8 o'clock. But I think it'll be loud, you know, First game of the season, a lot of excitement. You know, what can Sean Tucker do off of what he did last year? If it's,
0: if it's loud at 1130, that's a very good sign for Syracuse. It's not going the way of uh, the past syracuse level games.
2: No. And if, I mean, you're going to know right away.
0: You're going to you know. Think?
2: Yeah, I, I do. You're going to know that. You know, Can I mean, we stop this Louisville offense, which we well, haven't Louisville been able has to, do. to do? Do
0: they have a new offensive coordinator? They have, a, have coordinator? a new offensive Please.
2: coordinator, uh, comes over, running backs coach from Notre Dame, Lance Wait.
0: Taylor. So maybe they're working out some king. I don't know that it's going to be over quick because I think both teams will be feeling Feeling, it feeling each other yeah, out. I'm not first, feeling uh, out. I feel like just feeling them out actually you know it's kind of like but you know each
2: team knows what their strength you know what I mean like coming into a year you're feeling out period normally is okay we got a new quarterback and and let's test him out Louisville doesn't have a new quarterback Louisville has one of the top quarterbacks in the ACC if not the best one and and, you know Syracuse same thing you know they know what they have they have Garrett Schrader and, and Sean Tucker they have a defense that was top 25 last year um but wasn't able to stop the team that they're playing on Saturday.
0: Scott Satterfield also talking about that very fact with uh, they know the weapons, but will they know the scheme?
1: He hired a new offensive coordinator this year um, from Virginia. Um, you know, we saw what Virginia did to us last year offensively. Anytime you are going into a first game and, and you got some new coaches, you know, you really don't know what they're going to do. We know they're going to turn and hand the ball off to that running back. He's one of the top running backs in the country. And then Garrett Schrader um, is a guy from from Charlotte, North Carolina. I knew about him in high school. Of course, we played against him last year. He's a great runner as well. Um, they have some great speed on the outside. Um, so you're kind of guessing what they're going to do offensively, but we know who their playmakers are and who they're going to try to get the ball to.
2: To an extent. Like, I mean, don't give me do the – Don't give me – in today's day and age, and especially – in today's day and age, coaches know. Okay, there's plenty of tape on the the schemes that Robert and I and Jason Beck were doing at Virginia. Um, you know, what, when we see this formation, that that's typically what they run. So,
0: you know, but he to know that there's he says there's speed on the outside. Like, you, I have no idea who's going Damian to Alford. get the ball. Who's going to get the ball thrown to him the most this year yeah. by Syracuse quarterbacks? To yeah. me, I would think Courtney
2: Jackson, but, I, I, I mean.
0: Well, like they throw said, to the tight end this yeah. year with the Aranda Getson. Let's not go in. too far.
2: Well, I, I know what you're but saying, no, yes.
0: I feel like they did that for a reason. Get yeah. a fast guy out there on linebackers with hands.
2: What I want to see is they we've heard numerous, Dino Baber say numerous times, we've heard Garrett Trader say numerous times, and I've watched it firsthand using Sean Tucker out of the backfield. Trying to get him lined up one on one with a linebacker. You know, will we see that come Saturday? Or is it going to be just, you know, dump off behind the line? And, or, or are we going to see, you know, motion out? How many times did we see motion in, in the Syracuse offense in the last five years? It, I could count maybe on one hand.
0: We'll, we'll discuss, uh, the off, Scott Satterfield, the head coach of Louisville. We're listening to his cuts. He, uh, He's uh, talking about Syracuse's offense or is it Virginia's offense that he's talking (laughs) about? I do
1: think when you have a great player uh, like Tucker, uh, you're going to give him the ball. And, you know, now it becomes, all right, what scheme are they going to run? You know, you don't truly know. You know, you're going to watch some Virginia film. You're going to watch Syracuse film. And you're going to kind of try to do your best uh, thoughts about what are they actually going to run. You know, and then you also put in there Schrader, um, who can run. I mean, so... Um, I, I think that's the challenging part defensively is, is trying to figure out what exactly are they going to do. Um, but I do know that they're going to get the ball to their playmakers, and really it runs through you know, that running back. And uh, you know, we've, we've tried to do a lot of different things defensive practice for you know, a lot of different schemes and what they may do, but um, you don't truly know till you get out there. I think always a little bit cat and mouse the first game anyway.
0: That's what I was saying. You know, I feel like they're feeling themselves out. That's why I don't think it's going to be a blow.
2: Twofold. One, yeah, they're going to hand the ball off to Sean Tucker, but you go down 14 nothing early, You know, are you going to be able to do uh, yes. that? I mean, Tucker was yeah. held under 100 yards last year uh, against this team only three times. Last year was he held under 100 yards. I think he finished with like 95 yards or, or, or give or take uh, a couple of yards here and there. But can the offensive line – create those holes early and, and start wearing down Louisville? Or is it, you know, we're faced with a third and nine, third and eight constantly, and, and having to rely on Garrett Schrader, and that's where you put yourself in bad predicaments when, you know, people know Garrett's going to have to pass the football. You, you, you can't, you know, have a lot of options when, when you're lining up third and 11, third and nine compared to, you know, Tucker's picking up five yards on first down and, and working short chains.
0: We are uh, listening to Scott Centerfield to uh, talk about the Syracuse Orange Louisville game coming up. We've heard his thoughts on the offensive side of the ball. Mario, let's uh, see what he expects out of Syracuse's uh, defense.
1: They're a, a very aggressive defense. Very, uh, play very hard. Guys can run, you know, I think, um, you, know, number three and seven, two guys that stand out on their defense, the two linebackers, outstanding players, um, and a very experienced secondary. You know, I think last year they were a little beat up in the secondary. Now coming coming this year, it uh, sounds like they got all their guys. And two of the top corners we're gonna see, you know, number number eight and number zero. It was number twenty last year. I
2: love also known as Garrett Williams, Deuce Chestnut, Michael Jones, Stephon Thompson. I love
0: you. when coaches talk like they're ordering off of a Chinese man. I like it's my uh, favorite. Leave the onions off, please. Take the number three, the number eight, and uh in the the zero. That's how. That's coaches can't worry about knowing names, though, right?
2: No, and especially if that, you know,
0: they've got so much other play they can't worry about learning names of their things. opponents. And those those <laughs> know tapes the numbers have yeah. been
2: broken down. You know, this coach has looking at the linebackers. This coach has looking at the defensive backs. Here's your key players: 0, 8, 20, whatever. Yeah. down the line, Syracuse defense is good, and I think it's going to be good. And talking when Wes Durham was here with the ACC Network, and he was even in here in studio with Brent. You know, he said that defense is going to surprise a a lot of people with how good they are. Well, you know, you're getting a stiff test right out of the bat in a a weapon like Malik Cunningham and and that Louisville offense. And at times, we saw in that Louisville game, he was going right after Garrett Williams. He wasn't afraid of Garrett Williams. He was going right after Deuce Chestnut, you know, on the outside. So, you know, they're going to take their shots. And and can Syracuse stop him?
0: One more uh, bite from uh, Scott Satterfield. We're going to hear uh, what his offense uh, he plans, what he, what he plans his offense to look like this year.
1: You know, I think uh, all all four of those guys can play and help this football team, and and all of them are on special teams. Uh, you know, they're they're going to be an integral part of this football team um, in some form or fashion. Uh, and you know, we, we, we put out the depth chart, and that's you know kind of where we feel it's going to be, but I. I wouldn't be surprised if all four play at running back and four contribute on this football team. That was me doing a horrible
0: throw. That was him talking about uh, four, the four running backs they're going to use, Mario.
2: Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, they had success on the ground against Syracuse last year, um, early and often against SU. Uh, who it is, it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, if you can – Run with the success rate that they had against Syracuse. Um, you have to stop, stop them. You can't give up. You know, what, seventy-one to three the last two games. Like, if SU wins this football game, and we talked about point spreads and numbers and, and what it is, I think Syracuse has to score in the thirties to win this football game, and they got to keep Louisville to you know around around twenty. Um, if they have a realistic shot to win the game.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick time out here. We, we, we're we planning on having Dan from the Wildcat here. We'll figure out if he's here or not. If not, when we come back, we'll do a little buy or sell with Jordan in its place. All right, that sound all right with you, Mario?
2: Hey, it's your show, Paulie and, Steve's. and that's Steve. Dec- thanks for letting me fill a, in That's today. a
0: decision I've made. All right. So we'll come back. We'll either have Dan or buy or sell next on ESPN Radio, Syracuse and QSportsTalk.com.
1: ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com
0: Our number two Orange Nation underway. Our artist of the day today, Hall & Oates, as their album Private Eyes hit number one today. This one, Maneater, number one for four weeks in 1982. Mario, it's a great jam. Let's all get, Hall & Oates songs. They're let's, all good. see, uh, they had plenty of them. Stephen Bailey, are you a, a Holland & Oates fan? That's a good
3: start. Uh, Stephen, first off, bit. can you hear us? Stephen, a bit. Stephen can you hear us? First <laughs> off? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, we we got to take care uh, of that.
2: <laughs> You're coming in.
3: <laughs> uh, you can hear me. You can hear me, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. We got you. And, and
0: uh, I'm just going to pretend that you are a uh, Hall & fan. Fair enough.
3: Yeah, we'll say so. Steve, let's
2: get right down to it. Syracuse-Louisville <laughs> on, on Saturday.
0: You don't want to break down Hall & Oates uh, two days before the first game of the season, Mario?
2: Not with Steven, because I didn't get to talk to Steven oh, on Mondays. Okay. So we're going to break down SU football for it. <laughs> How's that sound?
0: If you had to pick between the two, Hall or Oats, <laughs> who would you go with? This is like a quarterback Oates? controversy. Oats, oh, that's it. I guess Oats. I'm a big honey bunch of oats. I Oates was going to ask. Where that. I lean in, no, so. that was
2: where I was going with it. Hall's got the
0: better voice. Yeah.
2: All right, Stephen. Uh, one, the largest question mark that you have coming into the season uh, for this football team.
3: The biggest question, you know, I mean, I think in terms of, I guess, just importance, can they pass the ball? You know, I think over the last month we've heard players and, and Dino obviously speak optimistically about uh, the work Robert and I has done. Now we just got to see it, right? Doing it against an ACC team is a really great test. Um, you know, I don't think they need to set the world on fire passing the ball and I still think this is a run first team. I mean, they're built around Sean Tucker and Garrett Schrader. And really, if you can just beat man coverage consistently, you force a defense to not stack the box. And that's really what what made it so tough for the offense late last year. Um, so, can, can they pass the ball? It's as simple as that. Do you feel
2: the offensive line, with it being healthy and with it being, you know, week one, has enough to, to you know, do those things that you talked about, be able to, to, you know, beat guys one-on-one, give Schrader protection or, 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 or not this year.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is the best week one offensive line group they've had since 2018. I don't think it's super close. I mean, you know, they've got five guys who have starting experience. Kalen Ellis at left guard a redshirt freshman has the least, but he's still been out there and that's, You know he he is such a good run blocker at 375 pounds, but it it offsets some of that. I mean there are questions, right? Chris Bleich didn't get to start running until I think July, coming off a hip surgery, and then he missed some time during fall camp with an illness. So, you know he's he's been trying to run his way into shape. I think Dakota Davis at right tackle, you know he's he's played guard traditionally for Syracuse. So does he have the speed to kind of get out against faster guys? There's questions there, but but you're digging into the minutia. It's not well. Your your fullback is going to have to play guard, or you know, is your seventh guy going to have to be relied on in week one? Um, I think the offensive line should give the passing game more time to uh, you know to, to hopefully move the chains.
2: Have you seen? You know, you were there when when I asked Garrett if he's had to change how he throws the football or, or mechanics or anything. How have you seen a change in, in Garrett? I understand you know we're, we're getting to see him for thirty minutes a, a, at a time and, and not two hours, but what have you seen in that short time? Um, you know, him throwing the football.
3: Yeah, I mean I, mechanically, I don't see a ton different. I think he's driving more on like intermediate level throws and maybe field side throws. Like I feel like he's stepping into it and transferring his weight a little bit more efficiently. Um, but you know, the short stuff and, and the long balls still, still pretty much looks the same. The biggest difference is how confidently he's throwing and how early he's throwing on certain routes. And you'd see that in team periods. think like there was, there was one third down period they ran where he slotted like three balls in right in front of the safeties in stride. It was like a dig or a crossing route. Um, and then a seam route, and then he he hit Damian Alfred, working back toward the sideline. Just anticipation, trust, um, kind of the. It, it was really the biggest the biggest uh, thing that I saw that backed up yeah. what he's been saying since the spring is that you can play more freely in this system. The route tree is not as limited based on concept, and there's a little bit of an element of okay, well, if you and the receiver see the same thing. Even if it's not choice A or choice B, you can still go out and complete a pass if you're on the same page.
2: I'm going to move to the defensive side of the football, and everyone knows what you got on the back end with Garrett and Deuce and, you know, linebacking core that you have. Tell me about the defensive line that, that, you know, stands out to you.
3: Yeah, I mean, they. They'd are young. <laughs> Largely, they've got two or three guys who I think have a lot of game experience. Caleb Okachukwu being at the top of the list. Um, and then I think Terry Lockett's ready to step into yeah. a, a really heavy role of defensive tackle. And then after that, you, you mostly have question marks. I think Kayvon Dart is a solid backup D-tackle. Um, but even Steve Lynn, who's your other veteran guy, an explosive guy, someone you hope to be in the backfield a lot, was out. For a lot of camp with a, an apparent lower body injury and weighs 220 pounds. Yeah. So you don't necessarily need to be big in the system. Like the three-three-five is upfront all about explosiveness and um, taking up space and, and creating lanes for the players behind you to get in them. But even still, to put someone out there that small in standard downs, I think it's fair to kind of question. And then you got two redshirt freshmen who I think are going to play a lot in Jatias Gear and Chase Simmons. And a true freshman in Dennis Jacquez Jr. who should mix in as well. So, you know, those guys are going to make mistakes. Like, for as as much as you can prepare them, they're going to make mistakes. But I do think with the linebackers that Syracuse has and the upgrades they've made in the safety room, they're pretty well equipped to cover up a lot of those. Now, Louisville's a great test. That's kind of the tricky part. Like, if this was a MAC game, You know, I'd be like, that's perfect. That's what you want. They're going to make a couple mistakes. You're going to cover them up. You get a chance to learn from them. Malik Cunningham might be good enough to really exploit those. Um, There are three really fast running backs, one of which is Jawar Jordan, formerly a Syracuse back and kick returner. A lot of team speed there, so I think it's going to be a really, really good test for the linebackers and the safeties. And and how well they tackle this year is going to be... I think the biggest factor that determines how successful Syracuse's defense is.
2: Well, it was a top 25 defense last year, but, you know, Louisville carved them. Why was Louisville able to be so successful? And I think you hit it right on the head. Tackling was first off, and the holes that Louisville opened in that first quarter just carving Eshoo apart.
3: Yeah, and then certainly as the game went on, Syracuse's offense not being able to stay on the field was a factor. I mean, certainly. It was not a good game for the Syracuse defense, but SU has scored three points against Louisville in the last two years. Like that's just not you know no one no defense is really going to be able to go out there and win. Um, I think the, the veteran returners are happy to get Louisville fresh in Week One with an offense that they think can stay on the field and string together drives and, and potentially even score some points
2: what makes Malik Cunningham so good? Is it more of, you know, what he had a, around him last year, or, or was it, you know, we have to find a way to slow down Malik Cunningham just like we had to slow down, you know, Willis?
3: Yeah, I mean, he, I think he's very different from Malik Willis. Malik Willis is like, I'm going to lower my shoulder yeah, so run, on a try power and run. run. Try and run through you. <laughs> and, yeah, it's fair, but at the same time, I think people compare Cunningham to Lamar Jackson, and like, I, I don't... I don't really think that's the case either. I think Lamar liked to run a little bit more in college, and I mean, just athletically, pretty much one of a kind. Um, but the tricky part about Cunningham is he's gone from a guy who could kind of just hit the deep ball and, and you know playmake to someone who completes passes on all three levels and talking with Justin Barron, a Syracuse safety yesterday, Caleb Okachukwu, Garrett Williams, that was the message. Like there's no, Oh, we're going to try and force him into his weakness. He's a balanced quarterback, which means you have to situationally either contain him or try to get after him. And whatever you're doing, you need to be cohesive because if one or two guys are out of place, you know, that's how he makes an explosive play. He likes to get outside the pocket. He's a threat to be over the top at any time. And he's a threat to take off and you know, make a long run at any time. And, and I'll tell you this, looking at his PFF stats last year, he had a higher rate of missed tackles for, forced per attempt than Sean Tucker or Garrett Schrader. So a really, really hard guy to bring down. And that again is why I say tackling is going to be extremely important because some of Syracuse's safeties last year, basically everyone but Jihad Carter missed a lot of tackles. That was a, a real weak point on the back end.
2: When I look at the Louisville defense last year, it's a defense that gave up points and was scored upon. And Syracuse scores three points in that game. You know what can SU you know go after, so to say, against this Louisville defense?
3: Yeah, I mean they've got a couple of really talented guys. Um, Petrell Clark at corners is maybe maybe at the top of the list, and it'll be interesting to see who he matches up with. Um, I think what you're going to see from this new Syracuse passing game is an effort to, to get after mismatches, right? Sean Tucker out of the backfield. We've seen LaQuint Allen on the field for some two-back you know, Can you get those guys on running backs? Can you get Aranda Gadsden, who's listed as a tight end but is certainly not a traditional tight end? Can you get him on a linebacker um, or a smaller safety who you think he can, you know, in the red zone, who he can get a good position on? Um, you know, we've seen outside receivers work in the slot. You know, can you get, can you get Damian Alfred on a nickel? Um, can you get a speed advantage by moving Devon Cooper, or Courtney Jackson outside? I think you're going to see a lot more situational and personnel based, um, decision-making. And the tricky part with week one is you don't know exactly what the other team is going to look like and do. So it'll be a really good test of, you know, can Robert and I and Garrett Schrader and Dino Babers find those weak points if they're not apparent from the jump, if the ones they're going for don't really work out early on, and can a group of people working together for the first time execute, you know, and and, uh, and exploit them?
2: Steven Baylor from 24-7 Sports. Steven, I'm going to put you on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I tried to get this on Monday, but it didn't work out. What's realistic? <laughs> I said seven wins, Steven, and I don't know where SU's getting them. And I said they're losing to Louisville in Week One, so uh, you you do the math. But what what do you have for this Syracuse football team this year?
3: You know, I I was stuck between five and seven and six and six for all a camp, and seemingly (laughs) like you a little bit, Mario. I've been I've been talked into a little bit of mild optimism. I, I I said six and six. It's just it's hard to be up close and watch a team without, like, a glaring weakness, With right? Like, it's not you like see. you're looking yeah. at them. Like, guys
2: that you're like, you know, Michael Jones, you, you know what, what he's capable of, but Garrett Williams, and be like, how can this team not win seven games? That's what, yeah. what gets into my head, but, you know.
3: Well, well I think, I mean, I, I think the top end of this roster is as talented as any under Dino, every 2018 one is, is right there in that conversation. But, yeah, the, the best 10 guys on the team, you could all reasonably see carve out an NFL career. And I don't know the last time you could really say that here. Like, it does not happen often. Um, But the thing that I look at is, to me, there were three real weaknesses on the team at the end of last year. And that would be the passing game, first and foremost, special teams. And then just knowing you need to reload on the defensive line. Kind of were the three things I looked at. And Dino, I think, did a pretty good job of addressing two of them. Bringing in Bob Ligaszewski and Robert and I and Jason Beck. The offense, you know, we're going to need to see it to believe it, but everything I saw, you know, in the last month made me think that it should be better. And, you know, talking to Andre Schmidt about how special teams has shifted over, there's a lot more purpose to what they're doing seemingly. So, you know, I mean, they were awful in the kicking game last year. The punt, the punt, punt team among the worst, you know, in all of FBS. So if you can make some strides there, and I think Tony White, did a lot of preparation work, understanding he'd have youth on the D line. I'm sure he's not thrilled to be playing Louisville in Week One, but you know, if you can bring your weaknesses up, I think you'll allow the the talent on this team to to lead you to a couple of wins that you didn't pull out last year. I mean, they lost three games in a row by a combined nine points. Um, I'm sure that the, the, the best players on the team want to be able to win some close games this year, and and I and I think they can. I think they're more equipped to.
0: You know, Steve, before we let you go, I want to ask you one quick question. I find it tough to blame a head coach at Syracuse University for losing football games because they're behind in the arms race. They were never paying assistant coaches. The offseason this year, we, we've been sold on the fact that, hey, we went out and we paid for assistant coaches this year. Is this a change in Syracuse football? And do you do you expect this to be a positive now that they've got guys that we're talking about at offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, in in special teams and wide receivers coaches,
3: yeah, I mean a little bit, a little bit of the two. I mean, I think there's been some selective deepening of pockets, but I don't think it's so substantial that it uh, you know bumps Syracuse up an echelon. I think honestly, the biggest thing is Bronco Mendenhall stepped down in Virginia, and it wasn't really expected. Dino Babers was looking to pivot at offensive coordinator and. You know, this, this modern passing attack that, uh, you know, kind of can, can be molded around different, different types of players became available. Um, and you he, and he got a quarterback's coach who, you know, they haven't really had a, an experienced or, or maybe I think well-positioned quarterback's coach since Sean Lewis left. You know, they haven't had someone who's played quarterback. So it just feels like there's so much more continuity there now. And I, I think I think a little bit of it is when you see that opportunity, as uh, John Wildhack maybe is willing to reach a little bit deeper in the pockets because you're getting a target that that has such a high ceiling, right? Um, and I think Tony White has proven that he's one of the top up-and-coming coaches in the country, um, and that's why he was uh, pretty much immediately retained. Him and uh, and Mike Schmidt, the offensive line coach. Uh so it yeah, it's a little bit of both, a little bit of selective deepening of pockets, but also opportunity. Mike Schmidt came here partially because Tony White was here and they worked together on the West Coast. Um and you know, like I said, that the Virginia guys became available. I, I don't know the full story on Ligashevsky, but um you know, so a little of both. I don't think this is gonna be I don't think you're gonna you're gonna see Syracuse continue to spend more and more unless they have to buy out the head coach and then hire a new head coach. That's, that's when I see them most likely to really be shelling out.
0: All right, Stephen, thanks for your time. We got your prediction on the air finally somewhere.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we went, uh, we'll, we'll see you Saturday Stephen <laughs> yeah sounds good and then and then Monday hopefully <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tuesday it's Tuesday this week Steve
2: we had to move Tuesday it. okay Tuesday. All right, hey, think sure you, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to show up Monday you, you can anchor for me if you want <laughs> so thanks buddy good good talking to you again that's Stephen
0: Bailey 24-7 sports when we come back we'll, we'll do a little quick uh, buy or sell with Jordan and uh, we'll go from there on yes Radio Syracuse and QSportsTalk.com. Talk